0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them.
1: Lee Cantor here with Stone Payton, broadcasting live from Georgia State University's Entrepreneurship and Innovation Institute. This is our first... um Radio Day here at Georgia State. Stone, this is going to be a lot of fun. Hey, this is going to be a blast, absolutely. In this segment, we are going to hear from Nelson Pizarro, Elijah Sullivan, and Jasmine Chestnut, and we're going to talk about the AYSPS, Social Entrepreneurship Program, and uh, talk to some of the students and find out what these folks are up to. Right, but we're going to kick it out first with Nelson Pizarro. Welcome, Nelson.
2: Well, Thank you. Hi.
1: Uh, Nelson, why don't you talk a little bit about your role?
2: Okay, um, I just um, came last year to Georgia State to run the um, Bachelor in Interdisciplinary Studies uh, in Social Entrepreneurship.
1: And then for those who don't know, what does social entrepreneurship mean?
2: Okay, social entrepreneurship is um, a form of entrepreneurship That is uh, mission driven, meaning that uh, not just making money, but you care about the social aspect, the consequence of that, and including also the environmental consequence of doing business.
1: Now, a lot of people, when they think about business, especially you watch any movie, you know how the bad guy is always the greedy business person that's exploiting the environment and just trying to make as much money as possible. Yes. This is the opposite of that, right? Okay. It is. It is.
2: I mean, it is more inclusive. Uh, and so when you're thinking about starting a business, you don't necessarily have to be non-profit. You can also be for profit, but uh, you need to include um, uh, in your business model uh, how you're going to impact the social component. So there are businesses, for instance, that they paid uh, more than the minimum wage. You know, right. So if the, the, weight, the minimum wage is $10, they usually pay $15. Uh, they make sure that they uh, buy raw material that is fair trade, uh, that is organic. And so they, inc- they include all the different aspects of the system.
1: Right. So the, the back in the day, maybe the only people who were the stakeholders were the shareholders. And everything was about driving more and more profit to the bottom line. This has a more holistic kind of uh, principles behind it
2: yeah that's correct it's all about uh, making sure that all the stakeholders are uh, benefiting from the process as well
1: and stakeholders can extend out to the community it it's has nothing to do with the company really
2: well it, it, it indirectly it doesn't but at the end of the day the, even the community uh, can promote your brand and and so yeah it, they are included in there as well
1: well um at Business Radio X, we consider ourselves a social enterprise because we do events like this and don't charge the university to come out here and to share the stories of the good work. That would kind of constitute some of those principles as well, right?
2: Yeah, that's correct. I mean, you are are thinking more about the well-being of Many people, and not just your organization. Right. And I hope that somehow um, you are also benefiting from from these. It helps
1: us fulfill our mission of telling positive business stories. So this helps us kind of uh, evangelize those principles.
2: Mm -hmm. And and it can attract you know one of the components of the business model is capturing value for the stakeholders and uh, you know people that like to hear these stories. Uh, we can contribute to, to your organization in a way um, to help it keep going. You right. know?
1: So now, how did you get involved with Georgia State? Uh,
2: um, I, I was working at Cal Poly Pomona in California, and I have to move for family reasons to, to Georgia, and I was lucky enough to get a job at Georgia State.
1: Now, um, how do you see the social ent- entrepreneurship program evolving? Because this is kind of a new concept in universities, right?
2: Yeah. And, and uh, Georgia State is the third year and is uh, host at the Andrew Jones School of Public Studies. Um, and uh, we are in the third year, like I said, and the program is growing at uh, almost about 20 to 30 percent every year. When you say growing, that means a number of students? In number of students, yeah. It's almost 30%, and we have uh, it is created a social entrepreneurship club that is run by Elijah here. That uh-huh. is, uh, we have also created um, a social entrepreneurship hub where students that are interested in social entrepreneurship can come and um, get resources and get, do networking and, uh, you know, get involved in the process of being part of a so, so social, social entrepreneurship network. Uh, we are also um, partnering with AmeriCorps for internships, uh, so we're in the, the, the program to um, real applications where the students can actually apply what they've been learning in the program and, use, and hopefully uh, develop a pathway for their um, potential jobs in the future or to start a social enterprise.
1: Now, that's the beauty, I think, of entrepreneurship. Going through the program and getting even a degree in entrepreneurship doesn't have to necessarily mean you're going to start your own business you can take that kind of mindset into any organization you're with, whether it's a nonprofit, a for-profit, or eventually maybe your own business.
2: Yes, that's correct. And even if you, take it, you, you, you go through the track of social entrepreneurship, uh, part of the knowledge that we want to disseminate is about problem solving. So we're teaching the students to become problem solvers, and that's one of the number one skills that every employer wants. Right, critical uh, thinking, problem solving. Sol- correct. And so we want that to be a very, very a strong foundation for the students. And so, like you said, uh, you can work on, on, on nonprofits. It's a $750 billion market. You can work in for-profits. You can work in a a corporations that want to incorporate the social aspect within their um, operational system. So Mm -hmm. you can be part of that. You can work in the government. Right. I mean, there is so many aspects of it that, um, yeah, you you, you can't, in in my opinion, you can't really go wrong when you pick a social entrepreneurship or an entrepreneurship major.
1: Now, for you, uh, when you're working with the students, What is kind of the light bulb moment that comes off for them when they kind of connect the dots about how they can benefit from being part of the program?
2: Yeah, so I teach the – right now I'm teaching a um, global uh, problem uh, class, but the major class that I will be teaching is Introduction to Social Entrepreneurship. And in that class, I teach about system thinking. And system thinking is a a theory that we hardly incorporate in our classes, but uh, everything is a system, right? Right. One way or another. Exactly. It might be a bad system, but it's still a system. It's (laughs) a system. And so we don't know the components of the systems, and all systems have the same structural components. Mm -hmm. And so I teach them that, and they start realizing that um, they can see other fields the same way because they have the structure already in place. Right. And so, yeah, that's kind of a big aha moment. And also and how they can connect their thinking to, to their own personal lives. Right. So, for example, um, resilience is a concept uh, that is very important in systems. All systems have them. And so I showed them how the entrepreneur needs to know that, but how they also need to know that as a student. You know, if they don't allow themselves to have uh, time to rest right. and recuperate – uh, so they will um, fail in their classes. Sometimes they take too many classes, and they don't allow to.
1: Um, right. So this goes beyond school. It goes into their personal <laughs> life.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, we talk a lot about the two components: the person as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. uh, because you you can be entrepreneurial, and we talk about also the the the, the part of how to create these organizations.
1: Now, I think an important part of entrepreneurship is the um, kind of comfort in chaos and comfort in failing, Uh, where a lot of organizations that aren't entrepreneurial, that don't have an entrepreneurial mindset, failing is a bad thing and you can get trouble for it, whereas an entrepreneur, a failure is just a learning opportunity.
2: Correct. And and that goes together with resilience. So you need to learn how to fail, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have $1,000... You don't want to try something with all the $1000, right? right? You try with 100 mm-hmm. and if you fail then you learn. That's the only way that you gain and then you move up and try again. You know, like Nelson Mandela used to say, I never fail, I always win or learn.
1: Right. And that's the that's the mindset you're talking about. right?
2: Exactly. It's a mindset that we shift. That's the aha moment that the students start realizing that there is a direct impact on what they're learning in their lives.
1: Now, part of it is giving the students some tools to start a business.
2: Part of that in the program is and so we first teach them how to understand the system, uh, how to know when the system system is failing, and then how to... um, intervene in the system. So we're creating kind of an ecosystem and tied it to the existing uh, entrepreneurial ecosystem in Atlanta. Like, for instance, we are connecting the students to the Civic Innovation Center. Mm -hmm. And so they will be... We will will plan to do some classes there and connect with the existing 82 social entrepreneurs so the students can... um, Be mentored through the process and experience what real entrepreneurs are doing.
1: Now, in the Atlanta market, do you have a feel for how many organizations
2: consider themselves social enterprise? Uh, No, I I really don't have that information right now.
1: Is that something you'd like to have?
2: Yeah, I would love to know how many organizations. We actually are uh, doing in uh, April, at the beginning of April, uh, uh, ATL uh, Social Innovation Jam. And we're trying to bring in all these social enterprises uh, to learn how to solve problems and to turn Atlanta uh, an innovative hub uh, for social enterprises.
1: Well, um, so part of your mission is to get businesses involved.
2: Yes, my mission. I mean, my mission as a as a director of the program is to make sure that the students not only learn the tools, but they plug in into the existing ecosystem and take advantage of that by learning and giving to the system as well by through internships and things like that.
1: Right, and but one of the kind of a, an early step, we should connect you with as many businesses that consider themselves social enterprises, so there can be internship opportunities and ways to connect with that. Yes, yes,
2: yes. There is a class that I want to develop will be a social lab, which is an action learning class where the students will come, analyze the problem that the social enterprises having, and propose solutions and actually apply those solutions. So the action is by actually applying what they they learn in the class. It's a little different than the internship, and it will help the student, and it will help um, the community as well.
1: All right, so who did you bring with you today?
2: So I bring the president of the Social Entrepreneurship Club, Elijah Sullivan, and the vice president, Jasmine Chestnut. Um, uh, we've been working for over a, a semester. I love their passion. Uh, the commitment to the program, and the dedication for social enterprises.
1: Well, welcome, Elijah and Jasmine. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, well, I'll start with you, Elijah. Um, did, were, what uh, caused you to get involved with social entrepreneurship and uh, be this active in leadership with the Social Entrepreneurship Club?
3: So originally, uh, in the beginning of the semester, um, in August, I was looking to kind of more just create like a think-take kind of club to give students... Um, you know, a place to develop ideas, entrepreneur, um, entrepreneurship ideas. Um, and I was originally going to uh, do it with another professor, but she put me in contact with Dr. Pizarro because he j- had just arrived at Georgia State. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we met, and I talked to him about the club, and he was like, well, this sounds exactly like social entrepreneurship, kind of what I was describing to him, saying that I wanted a, st- uh, a place for students to come up with their own uh, business ideas or nonprofit ideas, whatever... Um, uh, whatever um, solution to a problem that they com- were coming up with, uh, and have that be community focused. So then, from there, we uh, just got the ball rolling and started the Social Entrepreneurship Club.
1: So you were one of th- you were the founder of the club. Yes. So now, was it difficult to recruit other students to get involved?
3: Um, it was. Um, it was certainly difficult at first uh, because you know a lot of students weren't really. A lot of students—they don't first, understand what it is, right? No, they—they they assume that we're looking to help people start nonprofits, right? Um, which, of course, like some, we want to do that as well. But more importantly, we want to help students start businesses that are community focused. Consider what em- environmental impacts they have. Consider what communities that they affect, both negatively and positively. And you know, come up with the best businesses that can create the most positive impact while still, you know becoming financially successful which is like the typical goal of a business
1: right well if it's not profitable it's hard to sustain itself over exactly. time so exactly even nonprofits have to make money to sustain themselves right so now um since you've been getting involved in doing the work what have you learned
3: um I've learned a lot I've learned that you definitely have to like Dr. Bizarro was saying you definitely have to be okay with failing uh mm-hmm. and seeing what works and what doesn't um I've learned that I've learned a lot about uh, trying to organize people, especially when trying to start your own business or start any any type of organization. Um, You definitely have to be able to find the right people with the who can uh, do the right roles um, and form a team to be able to. So you sounds like you got some
1: scar tissue that maybe people have disappointed you.
3: (laughs) I'm not gonna say people have disappointed me, but. I definitely had a lot of people tell me that they're interested in the club. And, and and not, <laughs> what? I
1: mean, that's the reality of the situation, right? right. I mean, it, if they feel they're not getting value, whatever value means to them, then right. they lose interest. Right. So as a leader, you have to constantly be kind of pushing that value curve. Exactly. Now for you, um, you're putting together an event, the ATL Social Innovation Jam. Yes. How did that come about?
3: Um, that came about with really talking with dr Bizarro. we 've been talking about this since last semester um, and we just we really the entire goal is to help students learn about design thinking mm-hmm. and uh, really be uh, problem oriented uh, a lot of the things we talk about or a lot of a lot of people when starting to start their own business are really idea oriented mm-hmm. um, but they have no they don 't there 's no clear value that they 're providing to the customer there 's no clear problem that they're solving right. for it their It sounds customer. good in their head. Exactly. It sounds like a great <laughs> idea, but then we pitch but it to But they don't somebody. want to really
1: take action to test it because it may not work. Exactly. And then they don't want that feel that failure.
3: Exactly. So we're looking to um, have an event where students can meet with nonprofit leaders, foundation leaders, business leaders and see how they started their started their business whether it's a startup or it's a, you know, uh, um existing existing and like uh very very well established business and get that experience that learning experience to see what it takes to uh, create their own business
1: now how did jasmine come into the picture here
3: so uh the first day that we were like recruiting in the courtyard (laughs) uh we were setting we were setting up our table um and jasmine was sitting next to us and a separate
1: you were with a different group
0: no, I was just doing some homework you before were just I went
3: hanging to class. Yeah. <laughs> she was just hanging out, and we were like, um, you know, uh, you should join our club. <laughs> and she was like, oh, I'm not really sure because Jasmine's a film major. Right. Um, and we were like, No, um, we, we want all type of majors. We don't want to specifically be just Andrew Young. Um, right. Or just business. It could be anybody. Business. Exactly. And she wasn't too interested at first. But this once we tar- once we started telling her what we were, we're aiming to do. Uh, she was totally on board and she was probably the she was like first uh first five members of the club.
1: And because of that you got to be vice president. Congratulations. Oh, I just <laughs> want to clarify. She's
3: right. the, the treasurer. The, the treasurer? treasurer? <laughs> yeah, yes, Jasmine's okay. the treasurer.
1: Well, still, it's still a position of leadership. Yes. And even more you they trust you with the money. So exactly. that's that, yeah, I'm that's very even beautiful. more important. Very <laughs> so now how does that fit into your kind of in your in your mind, you're a film person, yes. right? So now how does entrepreneurship fit into being a film person? Are you a director? What's your role in film? What do you I want would to be? like to
0: have my hand in all aspects of film. So directing and like directing photography is definitely where my mind is at. But, yes, yeah, so entrepreneurship and social entrepreneurship in particular is about getting people together, getting them to put their minds together so that we can solve a common goal, solve right. a problem, and allow for – the community to be better for it and film is just a way of getting that message out there of allowing people to see what it is that we're doing because a lot of times people don't want to read or they don't want to hear you talk to them on the street but if you can put something together that allows them to see it and allows them to see it quick they can go oh and then from there it's like planting a seed and allowing them to decide whether or not they want to know more the
1: storytelling part is important yes and film is perfect for that absolutely so are you filming stuff
0: Am I filming stuff? I definitely have lots of ideas. All right. We're going to take some action, right, uh, <laughs> exactly.
3: Elijah? It's all about right. action. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing what we're going to be doing in this upcoming semester and just being able to get with the camera and follow along. And tell
1: those stories. So now uh, at the Social Innovation Jam, what's gonna, what's going to happen if I attend that?
3: Um. So it's going to be a two and a half day event. Um, We're gonna the first day we come in, um, and we're gonna focus on three issues that are going on the um, in the city. Uh, Have you chose those issues? Yes. These issues are going to be education related issues, uh, food related problems like food deserts, things like that, and uh, any form of social inequality, whether it be racial inequality, gender inequality, um, any uh, wealth inequality, whatever it may be. And we're gonna uh, split the attendees into groups, and they will focus on one of these issues and come up with a solution for that issue, whether it's a policy that can be implemented, a uh, business that can be created, a nonprofit that can be created um, and throughout the entire event they will uh, they will participate in kind of like workshop type things where they learn about design thinking, systems thinking, systems analysis uh, ideation processes things like that
1: now um Nelson, do you want the students um, to come up with solutions or is this kind of we're just talking about these issues at this innovation jam?
2: Yeah, At at the beginning uh, the goal is because system thinking like I said earlier um, is something that people don't really incorporate in their academic process so I want them to learn to understand the problem. I don't know if you are familiar but 52% of startup sales within the fourth year and the two main reasons is one That they don't have a customer, and second, they run out of cash. Those two are together, and so they don't have a customer is because they don't uh, know the problem that they actually have. You know, and so that's one thing that we want to focus on and make sure that people learn how to um, describe the system, to understand the purpose of the system, and when when is the system failing. And what are those feedbacks that sustain it? So we want them to understand that theory, and then we want them to apply it using design thinking. Uh, It's not necessarily because it's a jam. It's not necessarily that you have to have an idea at the end. The idea is that you will start learning to play. You know what I mean? Like right. a jam, you start learning to uh, the rhythm of the process and to build that network that will take us to the next level.
1: So at the end of the jam, what are outcomes you'd be high-fiving each other about?
3: Um, I would say the outcomes that I, like, that I would like to see um, are students leaving the event with the, the already having the idea, the problem that they want to solve, how that can be solved, and Hitting the ground running to create the business or the nonprofit that will solve that problem, preferably even already having uh, created the business model uh, by the end of the event or, or on how they will solve that problem, how their business will solve that problem.
2: Yeah, that, that that's that's important, but you know, in two days and a half is hard to But the idea is to get them moving in the direction of that, you know? And later on, we can connect with more classes, more workshops, uh, the social innovation lab, the ENI here to to all these resources so they can keep working because it's a process, you know? It's, right. uh, it mm-hmm. takes some time and learning the problem, you, they may not be able to do pilot tests yet and things like that. So they need to, it's, it's just inspiring them, you know, ignite that entrepreneurial spirit.
1: Now, uh something uh Georgia State has a, a little bit. Uh, I know you guys are working with impact in investing. Can you yes. talk about that?
3: So, um right now we're What
1: first what does that mean?
3: So, impact investing is uh, you know, of course, it's still the same uh it's still in the same uh frame as traditional investing, uh but it's more so looking on how What impact is the amount of money that you're giving to a business or that you're investing into a business? What impact is that going to have? And when you invest into a business, is that going to uh, create any impact in a certain community and things like that?
1: Right, because you have to define impact. That's kind of in the eye of the beholder, right? Like impact for me might be I've got a good return on my investment. Exactly. So that's an impact. But it might be that I help people eat today that's also an impact
3: exactly and that's more so the the impact that we want to see um of course we want people that are investing to see some type of return on that but we we want that investment to create a social impact Mm -hmm. because you know of course any investment is supposed to give us a return no matter what but we want to see social returns as well as economic returns
1: right so you're trying to create kind of a a new p&l sheet that includes uh Impact in the community as part of that. Exactly. Return. Exactly. So then you have a baseline of where you started. Then the investment happens. The enterprise does work, mm-hmm. and then you're saying, okay, where are we at now?
3: Right. Right. How much? You know, how many people did this impact? How many uh, people were you able to feed? Uh, you know, or how many kids were you able to make sure they get to school on time, whatever, whatever it is that the business uh, is focused on, whatever social impacts that business has, actually being able to. Show that and quantify that.
1: Um, so, what else uh, is Georgia State doing to help you kind of um, be well-rounded in this social entrepreneurship?
3: Um, I work. We work directly with, uh, with E and I here. Um, we work with the other club CEO, the Collegiate Entrepreneurship Organization. Um, directly, Georgia State gives us a lot of support, whether it's um, you know money to hold the events that we're having, uh, space to hold these events. Um, help with doing food to cater to these events, but more in general with helping develop the students, uh, helping us develop the students. There's a lot of resources here like um, CETL, the S- Center for, uh, S- Center. I'm sorry, but it's like Educational Teaching, uh, teaching and Learning, um, right. and they provide a ton of resources where students can get together and uh, c- uh, do things like ideation together and things like that. Uh, give students uh, access to software that they may need uh, for building business models or doing data analytics for their uh, business and things like that. Georgia State has given us a lot of resources.
1: Now, Jasmine, for you, when you tell your friends, hey, I'm also doing social entrepreneurship, like, what do they think of that?
0: Well, all of my friends... I try to keep people around me who are interested in doing good for the world and for humanity at large. So usually everybody's like, oh, like I'm really happy for you. I'm glad to hear that.
1: <laughs> I, I don't want any of that on me. But,
2: uh, right. Uh,
0: <laughs> it's like I'm just, I'll stick with you know doing it how I'm going to do it, and if you want to take more of that business route, it's cool. But I think in time people will come to see how this is something that we can all be a part of.
1: So right now there's a little bit of a disconnect between connecting um Anything that has to do with making money and social good we're still haven't crossed that chasm yet
2: no uh, I think that, that it's, it's we're getting better no no in, in, in Georgia state but around the world there is a lot of organizations that had moved already in that direction right. you know you can you can look at existing companies like Patagonia. Uh, that has that mindset already. Mm-hmm. It's private-owned. It's not a public-owned company, but right. the owner had that mindset, and he, focus, he 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 takes care of the entire supply chain. So it's possible. Yes.
1: There are some examples that are successfully implementing it, but it just seems like uh, it's kind of a PR problem, right? Like we got to get the word out and explain that this is a viable path. This mm-hmm. isn't something that, it, that just has to be kind of this... Um, non-profity thing. It, you can make money. You can do good. Everybody can win, and we're okay with that. Yes. 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 yes.
0: Oh, I feel like that's where film comes into play because it's like about showing how all of the, like you were talking about systems, just showing how we can all come together and work together. How you creating your art doesn't have to be separate from what this nonprofit business is doing. You're helping to get the message out there. And film just can show how all of those pieces are coming together in the same way that photos help to share.
1: Right. Well, I believe entrepreneurs are artists. Because they are creating something from nothing, just like an artist does. They have a vision of what could be, and they have a blank sheet of paper, and then they try to make it happen, just like an artist does, whether it's film, paint, or whatever. Mm. So I think that adding um, this artistic element is critical in order to to create the impacts, because you're inspiring others by letting them know what's possible. this is on you, Jasmine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel a lot of people think that when they hear like social entrepreneurship, they just think straight to business and office work and don't realize the creativity that goes behind it. So I totally hear what you're saying on that.
2: Yeah, and and I think that um, uh, we use the term social to help help, uh, focus more the process, but in reality, from my perspective, all entrepreneurs are social because they... uh, uh, start a business based on a need, and they generate jobs for thousands of people, uh, and, uh, directly and indirectly, and so in, 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 the, in the heart of the entrepreneur is about building that family. And helping right. that family. Now, when it turns, when we turn so big and become businessman, that's a different thing. Right. And, and so there is uh, uh, that the the corporate thing becomes like it's just the bottom line is what it matters only. Right. Uh, but the entrepreneur, I believe, the spirit of the entrepreneur is about doing good.
1: Right. They're trying to solve a problem. They risk a lot to try to make that happen, and. Um, and they don't know. There's no guarantee that they're going to win at the end. And yeah. like you said, more than half of them fail within just a few years.
2: Yes, yes. And it takes a long time. I mean, it, you may have only two, two times the opportunity to do it because it may take you 10 or 15 years to get, be successful. Right, to be an overnight success. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right.
1: So now, um, how can we help you, Elijah? What do you need in your club? You need more students to participate? You need more businesses to partner with? What do you need
3: I think we definitely need more businesses to partner with. Um, uh, Dr. Bizarro touched on it earlier, we want to be able to have uh, businesses that students that are part of the club could intern with and work with to see how it works, whether it's, like I said, whether it's a startup or whether it's a well-established business, to be able to understand how it works, how it was started, what it takes to sustain it, and all of these things. Um, and being able to just see somebody that was able to create the business and see, okay, wow, that's possible. They have the same kind of mindset as right. me. I can really make that happen. And the on the student side, we want more students. We have a lot of students from the business school and from Andrew Young School. We do have, you know, we have Jasmine. We have a couple of journalism students. Um, we do have a, a few students from other schools. But we want more students from, you know, our, the arts, School of Arts and Sciences and things like that because it takes um, – it takes having all these different people with different types of minds to come up with the great ideas that will eventually become a, a great business that has great impacts on our communities.
1: Now in my notes, it says Henry health. What does how does that pertain to this? So,
3: um, Henry health is a digital health startup that I work for. Um, we're providing a culturally competent, uh, teletherapy and self care for, uh, specifically for black men. Um, we want to, uh, The entire goal is to increase the life expectancy of black men by 10 years over the next 25 years. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a for-profit business, but we still clearly have a a direct social focus that's impacting a a community. Um, Right now, we're working on releasing our pilot within the next few months. Um, It's based in the D.C. area. Um, What I do for the company is I'm mainly just like tech consultant things like that, website management and uh, things like that. Um, But I think that this is this is like the perfect example of how you can create a for-profit business that still directly impacts a community in a positive way and has and aligns with the goals of the people that work for the business.
1: Right. And this is again, Nelson, you could speak to this. We have to get over the fact that there's no shame in a company making a profit. Exactly. Right? They're yeah. not bad guys because they're trying because they're risking a ton. They're risking their their treasure and their time, right? Yeah. And like you said, half of them fail. So we can't associate uh, greed with a business owner.
2: Yes, yes. There is, there is this um, stigma that sometimes we put in entrepreneurs, and anything that you have around you was created by an entrepreneur. <laughs> okay? So, I mean, you're just dismissing that automatically when you treat right. them like that.
1: And you can't begrudge them. Eventually, some of them make some money
2: yes it, it, it is the reward of the process is naturally that it happens you know right
1: and if there was no reward they wouldn't try
2: it they wouldn't exactly. try it you know the risk is very high and um, there is there is so many factors that, that, that can take the business underground uh, underwater right. that uh, it's just impossible not to understand that
1: and then economic systems around the world, the ones that tend to do the most good are the ones that have some profit motive attached to them. The, yes, s- the, yes. the more communist and socialist ones don't really thrive.
2: Right, right. You need, you need to have the balance and uh, it requires money. You can't give if the packets are empty. Right. And so you need that.
1: So yeah. that's an important part of this as well is to tell people about that, that it's not a, a bad word profit.
3: Right exactly right, <laughs> right. yeah
2: I, I like to ask I like to share something important that all for right. all the businesses out there that are listening, all the organizations that are out there that is that we as a as a grouping here at Georgia State we anybody that has a business problem uh, that would like us to work on it, uh, we are welcome just contact us yes. my yeah. my yes. email is n pizarro at gsu. Um, and any, any type of problem that is a business problem, whether you are an existing business, a startup, um, a, a new business, or any uh, nonprofit, or even the government, any issue that you feel that is related to, uh, connected to the community and that you've been trying to solve, uh, feel free to, to contact us. All
1: right. And then Jasmine, what can we do for you?
0: What can you do for me is by supporting them. Supporting them, you support me, and that's part of the whole community.
1: Now, um, so you're not having a problem getting your film people on board with this? No, not at all. Okay, so they're, they're true believers like everybody else in this room here? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And then Elijah, uh, Henry Health, if somebody wants to get involved with them, do they have a website up yet?
3: Yes, yeah, so yeah, we have a website. Um, it's henryhealth.com, um, henry-health.com. Um, Anybody that's interested in uh, actually getting therapy for us can sign up for our waiting list or our pilot list. Um, Anybody that's interested in investing in the company can go on there and reach out to us. Um, Anybody that's interested in actually uh, working with us can uh, reach out to us. and just in general, like any, literally anybody that's interested in any form or any capacity uh, can reach out to us and definitely take take part and help us reach the goal and that we have. And then, is
1: the uh, social entrepreneurship club only for Georgia State students at this point, or so? Can, right there... now,
3: it is only for Georgia State students. Um, but we're working directly with uh, at Emory. They have an impact investment group, and mm-hmm. so we work directly with like I'm working directly with them on some events. Um, so we do have a, a network of more than just Georgia State students
1: and uh, nelson for the social entrepreneurship program is there a website for that or they should just go to the gsu website
2: yeah you can you can just google uh go to social ent bis and social entrepreneurship and it direct you uh to the website of the program and it has history videos and all that well thank you all
1: for being part of the show today and thank you for sharing your stories it's such important work that you're doing and don't be discouraged because you are making an impact you may not even realize it yet on the people that you're touching that you might inspire them down the road to pursue this
2: thank you thank, thank you. you
0: thank you have a good
1: day all right this is lee canter for stone patent we will see you all next time on georgia state university's entrepreneurship and innovation institute radio show